up, weebs? Welcome to Weeboots, the only anime review podcast from... Well, the only contemporary anime review podcast from Gigaboots.com. I'm your host, Anime Danime, and with me is Weabob. Capitalism rules. From Gigaboots, Dr. Agro. The Friendship Express goes choom choom. And Chris Wolfhart. Fuck Netflix. This time we watch Cyberpunk Edge Runners, the 10 episode Netflix anime made by Studio Trigger. Featuring Franz Ferdinand music, because Akira Yamaoka worked on it. <laughs> That's just how that seems to work, I guess. Oh no, usually it transitions to some Bob who made this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it anyway. Hey Bob, who made this? <laughs> this was made by Hiroyuki Imaishi of uh, Gurnlog and Kill a Kill, Promare, Dead Leaves, and Sex and Violence with Mock Speed fame. That is the most obvious thing. In the world. <laughs> yes, you cannot uh -huh. miss it. Unless you're not looking at the screen ever. I don't know. You can kind of hear it. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> of course, made by Studio Trigger, as we already mentioned. Mm -hmm. They've done all of those things and more. <laughs> and the character designer is uh, Yo Yoshinori. I write this in here, which I usually don't, because that's the guy who designed Little Witch Academia. He's basically the other huge dude at Trigger. Mm. These huge dudes, like yeah. they're Gears of War characters. <laughs> yes. I assume so. And this was primarily written, uh, Trigger guys adapted the screenplay, but the overarching stuff was written by Rafal Jockey. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you pronounce that. I have no idea. <laughs> and Bartosz Sitzbor? It's a Polish name. Dude. So that's my best chance. And not even going to try. And of course, as I mentioned, music by Akira Yamaoka, which, yes. uh, yeah, is very much that. Uh, before we start, mm -hmm. before we start talking about the show, uh, fuck Netflix. Okay. The subtitles for the show are useless. What was the problem on your side? It legitimate. It seems like they had an auto captioner run on the dub and used those as the subtitles. They were wrong constantly hmm. from stuff like main calling the protagonist Doug in the subs when he's saying dog. Or uh, oh. getting every version, every time they say Choom wrong, every time they say Eddie's, which is the currency. And it gets worse as you get deeper into the show. Mm. Weird. Like, I watched it dubbed, but I still have subtitles on because th this show actually had pretty good audio mixing, but most shows don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I had them up and I'm like, wow, you are wrong on almost every line. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, I remember on our side, there was a lot of timing issues and I did notice the Doug thing and went, what? But uh, I actually didn't notice the other stuff. I wonder if they're patching it up slowly as time goes on. <laughs> Possible. I did watch this, like, the day it came out. Mm. Right. And we watched it uh, yesterday. So maybe they patched it up. Who knows? Doug is still there for sure, though. Yeah, and it definitely had some of those timing issues of it, two lines would pop up within yeah. a millisecond. Yeah, there's that. And there's, there's, <sighs> there's also times where they're just, they're just missing words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or times where it literally said in one point, inaudible hmm. like it wasn't oh, to me i don't yeah. know what your fucking problem was it, it, it was tenet we promise <laughs> but uh before we get into this we're gonna steal a segment from our spoiler cast reviews and do a couple sentences about what we thought about it accompanied by a sound we're gonna go ahead and start with dr Agro. usually you would expect trigger to save anime uh, this time it seems like they were contracted to save a fucked up video game launch. <laughs> Little late, but by no means short. I'm gonna give this a. 
Okay. Uh, we go next to Bob. This feels like one of the most brutal and real depictions of a capitalist hellscape I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's done by Trigger, which makes it very pretty. I'm going to give it a... Whoa. Next, Chris Wolfhart. Somehow, to balance out all the fucking up Netflix does every single moment of every day, they accidentally gave Trigger a bunch of money to make a hyper-violent cyberpunk 90s OVA, but it's 10 episodes long and in 2022. So I'm going to give it a... Ooh! The absurdist excessive violence and animation of vehicles in this is really peak trigger. I appreciate that they can have fun with the absurdly visceral violence while also being very grounded and staying true to the message of this hellscape. <laughs> also, it was a great story, even though this is more than two sentences. Uh, I'm going to give it a sexual violence. <laughs> it is interesting that in this setting, uh, trigger physics aren't as jarring as they usually are. <laughs> yeah, it's weird for that to be happening in this serious location. <laughs> Every time that they did, like, the standard Amaishi, like, comedy beat, where, mm. like, somebody will get punched and then, like, snap to the ground and bounce, except all their organs come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, In this one, yep. I was losing it. Yeah, same. Oh, it was really good so every good. time. It's just like, uh, we're going to attach to the vehicle. They hit the harpoon, and you just expect it to attach. And instead, it blows someone's head off. Like, this stink. Because they went so fucking, like, so brutal, it's funny. Like, this is the difference that some people don't understand between cyberpunk and sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Cyberpunk is fucking grisly. It is it is rocket powered sugar rush baby metal in your head shit where in sci-fi you get hit with a laser so now you have a laser wound in (laughs) cyberpunk mantis blades pop out of a guy's forearms and fucking eviscerate you sorry roll a new character (laughs) yeah yeah i i really appreciate that uh extreme brutalism all throughout uh especially even when it comes to the mental condition and state of people in this Mm. Just the constant juicing in order to keep the uh, chrome attachments and the through lines they draw throughout the entire series for that. Which just, like, at no point do they go, well, that's a neat thing in the background. We're going to write a story that has nothing to do with it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I don't know. Like, I love Trigger, and I didn't even expect them to fucking nail it like this. I mean, cyberpunk is a genre, like, like it, it, it started out in, in books, and in, like, the 80s, we, we had some tabletop games. But really, anime kept it alive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It carried it forward. So to see them come back and just make, like, the coolest licensed TV show (laughs) based on a video game in history. Yeah. This was amazing. Because here's the thing. You know, as a little bit of that YouTube analytics magic, that YouTube algorithm magic, I put in the title of the Tekken podcast, you know, best video game adaptation, question mark. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm sitting here and I'm yeah, like, now this it's is, period. But see, here's the weird part. Uh, calling this an adaptation of Cyberpunk 2077 feels disingenuous to this. Yeah, it might be a disservice. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it reaches further back, I feel. It, 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 it touches into the original work a lot more. 
Like, I don't know. It, it feels weird to call this an adaptation of that video game. It's just funny as a contrast, though. I mean, it's both. That's part of the magic of, of this project, because it is just also something else in the cyberpunk setting. It's completely its own thing. But it also does so much meticulous work to lift all of the visuals and yes. sound design mm -hmm. and all those little bits that make the world feel so good in the game. Mm -hmm. And just... it they're all right at home in this fucking anime. It's amazing. Also, there are a number of locations that are directly from the game. Mm -hmm. uh, also, timeline-wise, for anyone who's curious, this is supposed to be one year before the game. Huh. Mm. For anyone who's curious. <laughs> at the moment, they're like, yeah, Adam Smasher, big dick guy. I'm just like, oh, that must be the coolest guy in all <laughs> of Cyberpunk. <laughs> and just like, yeah, that guy exists. And I'm like, oh, you're going to wish he didn't by the end of this, I bet. 100% <laughs> accuracy. Yeah. I, I cannot believe, like, like everything we've described so far, you know, it's, it's amazing that in the midst of all this, this is an amazingly character-driven story. Yes. Yeah, there are so many characters, yeah. and yet each one feels fleshed out, like, and, really well. And has a point. Mm -hmm. Like, there are very few characters that just come and go and didn't mean anything. In fact, I think the only one that I would describe is that is Falco. <laughs> yeah, Matt, up, Matt, like, Matt Mercer's character. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, is that Matt Mercer? <laughs> Live, Matt Mercer! <laughs> I'm like, I care about all these characters. Uh-oh. You figure out real quick how this is going to go, I feel like, because it's like, oh, no, this is a cyberpunk thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's great because while in any other series, I feel like somewhere around episode seven or eight, I'd be like, mm, that's how it should go, but it won't happen. <laughs> but with this, the way it was carrying itself up until that point, I'm like, oh, fuck, they have the balls. They're going to do it. Uh -huh. <laughs> They're going all in. They went harder than I expected them to go. Yeah. I expected... I guess here's where we get into spoilers. Sure. I'm okay with that. I expected David to fucking die. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be a completely meaningless death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't... There's no draw. He just gets killed. She gets away, though, so it's not completely meaningless. Yeah, like, but... it's not complete, but he doesn't loot... He doesn't own Adam Smasher. He doesn't win and die. He fucking loses. Yeah, they didn't have... Like, our main character's accomplished nothing as far as the city goes like nothing has changed they can't change the status quo that's not what this is about it can't be mm -hmm. even the world is just too screwed even the super mech kid is not powerful enough to change this fucked up world that is yeah. to, to not even beat like the biggest super chad in existence to beat this dude who's the head of security of a company yeah and even even at the end, when she gets away, she goes to the moon and she's just standing up there like it's the end of the graduate. Like, uh, well, fuck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's. I really thought she. Was, I really thought at the end when she like lifts her arm, like I'm I'm seeing the planet. I thought she was taking the helmet off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like that's that's what like I said before. This is the difference between cyberpunk and sci-fi. It is dystopic. It is wild and crazy with bright colors and loud sounds. But at the end. Everybody dies while shadow running and nothing changes. The corpse win. And it, it delivered on that in a way that was beautifully substantive. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not, it's not overly edgy without substance, which I'm so sick of. Right. Right. I'm so sick of something that's like, but everything sucks. And I was like, but you, you aren't doing anything with that. Do something <laughs> with that. Cyberpunk's like, this is how bad it is. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can be edgy, but you have to have uh, humanity. 
Yeah, but this this it really does accomplish that because it has such a great cast of characters. Mm-hmm. I, I really thought at the beginning that I was like they 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 do the setup with with David, and I'm like, oh, good, another thing where it's like, look at this crazy cool world with all of these really talented and sophisticated operators. Now watch this kid be shitty at it for a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then he literally gets a spine and the show just fucking takes off. I mean, you're right. That is literally. God, the depiction of um, health insurance in this <laughs> stunningly real. Yep. It, even from episode one, it, it, the death of David's mother is handled in a way that's so sterile and horrible. Like, mm. it's honestly one of the worst things. It's detached and grounded mm. completely. Yeah. Like, it's upsetting yeah. to watch, and it feels very real. Yeah. Like, it's, it's really rough. And even worse, it's a hot anime mom, so I'm just destroyed. Trigger absolutely just twisting the blade. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the car giving him the pep talk, and I'm like, ma'am... <laughs> Why are you wearing yeah, that jacket? <laughs> He's wearing that jacket in the trailer. <laughs> Ma'am, no. please look out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this isn't going to end well for you as soon as we introduce Anime Mom. <laughs> like, it's never, it's never goes well. I really appreciate the story building that is, this is how she was saving up. Mm-hmm. Like, like the fact she's making these deals. But yeah, no, exactly what you said, Bob. It is just so incredibly real like with her death her her ashes are literally deposited out of a vending machine it's i know it's so much yeah that was a lot yeah yep yeah it's it's, it it really it 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 understands the assignment is what this anime does it gets at the heart of what makes this genre so gripping when it's done this well it's it's the questions of what is the point of having a civilization if we do not intend to be civil and what does it mean to be human when your entire life is dehumanizing right Mm -hmm. and also i have this sick arm cannon (laughs) (laughs) and also that like the the idea that empowering yourself is completely meaningless because you have no control Mm mm-hmm yep doesn't matter how many sick upgrades you have. You can't do shit. I mean, even the fucking Arasaka uh, executive, Tanaka, is even just like, what do you not fucking get? <laughs> <laughs> There's no being above this. I'm in this. We're all in this. And I'm like, Jesus, even he knows. Fuck. Yeah, you don't see, like, the head of this company. You get, like, a, the high end of middle managers. Right? Who are, like, who are, like calling the fixer. And then fix the fixer. <laughs> like this is this is a this is a for the corp corporation. It was a bad Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody know? gets shuffled around in middle management in one branch somewhere, and we do it again tomorrow. It's just it's great. You see all of these horrible betrayals and failures just back to back to back near the end. Mm-hmm. It's just like, did you think 
I was going to get attached to this, go out there and be our public failure. <laughs> yeah. like, God damn. <laughs> right near the end when, when, you know, things just start accelerating, I really started thinking like, oh man, this is, this is the difference between uh, Shadowrun and Cyberpunk and like D&D. Where you roll your D&D character and you play this campaign for years and you have this story arc and it's high adventure and you're really invested and and it's really hard to kill you. Uh-huh. <laughs> in, in Cyberpunk and Shadowrun, you roll up this character and you roll the fucking dice every time you step outside. Yeah. Cyberbullet, sorry. <laughs> Basically. I didn't, I didn't realize cyberpsychosis was literally um like a mechanic in the game to the point of the, the DM now has control of your character. Mm-hmm. Just completely. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god. It's, it's, it's a key difference between the, those, like in Shadowrun, the more uh, metal you have in your body, the less magic you get to do. It's it's a balancing thing. But yeah, in, in, cyber, in Cyberpunk, every time you get an upgrade, you roll a dice to see how much empathy you lose. Yeah. Oh, it's it's well, really great. Just the, how much they, they execute on that. Yeah, there are several episodes dedicated to, this is addiction. Just people get obsessed with continuing to upgrade right they can't stop de-escalation just does not occur because yeah. because david doesn't see a way out mm -hmm. for one in order to see a way out he would have to have a sense of purpose right right and even if he did what the fuck are you gonna do how do you how do you de-escalate when you live in a world like that i know but like uh maybe have less sick ass robot parts maybe you shut your goddamn mouth <laughs> Yeah, every every character is so great. Oh my god the the representation of like uh, breach protocols and and quick hacking and shit on screen where she they're just like going through the actual puzzles you do in game to do all the net running. Oh, is yeah, that, huh? you you actually yeah. have to solve those grid puzzles to do quick hacks and shit. It's so good. Awesome. Every, every graphic and sound effect. It's amazing. I'm really glad I waited two whole years to play that game. Yes. And that I picked yeah. it up for like $8. That game's pretty good now that it works. <laughs> yeah. And assuming you know it's not an RPG. <laughs> right. Exactly. We all know. We all know it's not Skyrim. I think it, they didn't spell it out directly. Do they in the game of... Do they get in the ice bath while they're hacking so that they like are their processors overheating while they do it and they need to cool down? I Is that what's going on what's there? Up. That does happen when you deep dive. Okay. It's, yeah. Yeah. It, it's something to like it, it. The way it's presented, it's halfway between sensory deprivation and just like shocking your nerves. Oh, okay. Okay. So not a matter of like they're literally overheating. They need to like shock themselves in some way. Right. It's a grounding element. It keeps you in this world. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a reason to make our main characters naked. <laughs> well, it's it's cyberpunk. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> like the first time you see Lucy, like you see her from behind up on that walkway. I'm like, oh no, there's our knockoff Makoto. So this is going great so far. <laughs> I, I I sat here and you know I've loved uh, so much trigger stuff, but. I sat here and went, man, if, if movie theaters weren't deathly allergic of rated, uh, to rated R films, we could be just getting shit like this all the time from Trigger. Holy fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. That shit's so good. And not just because there are giant tits, but also because there are giant tits. <laughs> like, like there, there are things you see in, in a bunch of shit that are in this show 
and this show makes them look effortless to actually do well. Like, shitty new kid learns the ropes of a dangerous profession. Uh, mysterious girl with funky hair maybe, maybe doesn't have a weird, distant crush on shitty new kid, but she's going to be coy about it because of previous emotional trauma. <laughs> it's, um, this show is a fucking miracle. Yeah. That it does all this stuff well. But I feel like I should point out that I was disappointed hmm. uh, that this show indulged in woke politics <laughs> <laughs> by making Guile black. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> see, I just, see, I was just like, wow, that's Barrett. <laughs> I think he's really voiced by the Jack's voice actor. <laughs> what? Oh my god. <laughs> You know Netflix, they're just out here, out here all the time. <laughs> God, are we going to see that wave of people? I really doubt it. Yeah, I, I think this is well hidden enough. <laughs> I think there's a show to talk about here, not just an insane rabble rousing. Right. Not one punch was pulled in this entire show. No. You know how hard that is to say about anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get to that episode where Maine goes cyber psycho and everybody dies, and I'm like... We're not at the end of the season, <laughs> right? Yeah, they can just do that halfway through, and it's like, oh, I yeah. didn't think you'd actually do it. I know. I know. I mean, that and what happens to Be- Becca. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. she just gets splattered. Yeah, every part of what happens to every character is so, like, viscerally or emotionally devastating. Oh my God. By the time Becca died, I, she had firmly become the best character in this show. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so Adam Smasher's falling 40 stories down, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Please. Godspeed across that rainbow bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Please, like, miss her head. Give me some hope. Uh, and then they're like, just so you can absorb it, here's it on the instant replay. And I'm like, oh. No! Yeah, it's so weird seeing these hyper-exaggerated trigger animations to such, like, dark content. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so perfect, And, and they feel so weirdly grounded because of all yeah. of the cyberware. Yeah, right. no, it absolutely works. It does. Oh, this was a perfect marriage. <laughs> it was! God. Because it's, I mean, you can tell from the rest of Trigger's output, of course, they get the shit that would make cyberpunk action good. Mm. And you can tell from watching anything they make, like, there's, I am an old curmudgeonly weeb. So (laughs) if you ask me, I will tell you, yes, late 80s, 90s anime, best era, period, hands down. Uh, That's going on the the stream deck, just so we're clear. And there's the, 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 there's something in those shows. There's a style to them. There's there's a, a rhythm, a sense of direction that you know. I, I'm not gonna say like we lost. It's just it changed over time. And the guys at Trigger remember it. Yeah, they do They're, very clearly. Yeah, there's a bunch of shots where you're like, oh, I'm old, and that's that's for me. We don't make it like that anymore. Also, this let them like let, remove the lock that is mature content like just right. massive amounts of violence and nudity mm-hmm. like they clearly always want to do that mm-hmm. right yeah i mean and this gives them a, a space to do it in where it can succeed this 
honestly, this reminded me most of that short that Imaishi did of sex and violence with mock speed. I don't know if you oh, guys no. have watched that, but that is. I have not. Pure, <laughs> it's, I think it's all black and white. It's pure nonstop violence, and it, it's something. Hmm. <laughs> there is a car chase sequence very much like the one at the end of this. There's a lot of car chases in this, like the one in like episode two where the guy gets ground into mulch under the truck. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It says a lot about the world building here that uh that one dude just spends every day outside fucking a cup. Yeah. <laughs> and then like he's, he's sitting on the stairs and some cops like, yo, that's pretty rough, kid. I'm like, <laughs> they get it. They get the setting. This is amazing. <laughs> Hats off to Lucy yeah. as, as a character mm -hmm. for being a character archetype that could tank a show. <laughs> by being insufferable or overwrought. Yeah. They just, they fucking nailed it. It's weird. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. And this, this really is a difficult thing to, to, I feel like it's easy to be skeptical when you hear about the show, like details about the show, like various things about the show could have tanked it. You know, you, you brought it up earlier. Like, oh, we're going to watch the scrappy youth get used to doing the drop. Oh, no, he literally gets a spine. <laughs> you know, like all these different things could have gone terribly wrong. It could have been by the numbers, uninteresting, pulled punches, all sorts of things. And it it just doesn't. It nails every single bit. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Netflix, just to be clear. It will be war, a declaration of war, if this is not released on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, man, I didn't even consider that. They suck so bad. Yeah, I don't, did they release that Devilman Crybaby on Blu-ray? I don't know, but all of Castlevania is on Blu-ray, so there is hope. Okay, <laughs> this honestly reminded me a lot of that, where it was another thing, it was like, big, well-known director does a thing for Netflix where he is allowed to unleash and just mm -hmm. do whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and also was incredibly dark. It was... I wonder if the same thing with this is what happened with with Devilman Crybaby because I remember the creators being like, um, "Yeah, we included all this fucked up shit in the first draft, assuming that it, it's that old trick, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. you give them all the fucked up shit and you get to keep what you actually want." And they just and Netflix just went, "Okay, this is all fine. <laughs> Go." Right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess that's what anime is. Go ahead. We asked for that when we asked for an anime to be made. So yeah, that, that part of Devil Man Cry, baby, where you can see his entire cock through his underwear. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. That, that must be an all anime. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it was to the point where like D David's doing exercises in the shower, like he's fully doing squats, and I'm like, n n no dick. That was surprising. <laughs> I fucking love the part where he already had like, it modded out. Yeah, I was, like, I was gonna say that guy, uh, uh, Pillar was talking to her. Pilar was talking to her. It's just like, dude, you replaced your dick with chrome. <laughs> that was really great. I really like that. Uh, David's special power is just using the Masatsu from Street Fighter. I wrote, I wrote down Vism, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I always, I always phrased it as sh movement because he just t poses sideways. <laughs> It's so good. God, and you know, it's it's like, yeah, he's moving fast. So they do the after images and they keep doing it. And by the end of the series, like the last time up on the fucking truck, like it's so 
visual it's a fucking visual feast you're just ramming this shit in your eyes it's so good 100 percent. as they're sitting there and they've got the different ends of the corners with the two characters (laughs) schmooving against each other and i'm like oh this is good even that fits into like the the you didn't achieve anything angle because like Adam Smasher has the thing David's really unique for and is better at it than him. Mm-hmm. Like, you, yeah. you just can't beat this guy. I, I assume that in that he must be one of those characters that are in every tabletop game where you look at the stat blog and it's like, the players can't win. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot easier to do in, in the cyberpunk tabletop games. They did... Um... They did a lot of deep pulls in this one. Like they had Adam Smasher in it. I think they actually referenced um, Raish. Oh, damn it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember his name. Now I can't remember his name. Shadow Legend. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, that's not the name, but it sounds really. Oh, God damn it, Bob. (laughs) It was a net runner in old cyberpunk lore who basically destroyed the old internet. Oh, that yes. part. I did not realize that would be connected to the deeper lore. Mm-hmm. That's that's old tabletop timeline stuff. Yeah, Adam Smasher is like a real, is like a character that fits in like the first edition of the tabletop game. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, all of that stuff goes really far back and it's really interesting. I was surprised how much they like put into having the lingo. I was just writing mm-hmm. down all sorts of words that were unique to the universe and they were smoothly introduced and worked mm-hmm. like i don't i'm not like sitting there cringing at them using wizard or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, i was, I was well, thinking, well, there was nova which was nova was it. funny no i thought it was funny every time they rolled out nova <laughs> <laughs> yeah nova was definitely the weirdest one but <laughs> it still worked like i was i was thinking a minute ago like this show was really, really cool as someone who, you know, knows what this setting is and all the stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And apparently it works equally well if you don't. Oh, yeah. No, they, they executed a tone perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I really, the lingo was really funny, but it was actually when it was in between completely original lingo and things you could see someone saying about shit nowadays mm-hmm. where, you know, they call all the body modifications chroming, basically. Mm-hmm. And so the episode one ends with him saying, high time, I chromed the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, God, I love this show. Yeah. So good. Instantly. Mm. Cyberpunk slang is so good. Uh, I'm going to be honest. You know, the number one thing in this entire show that made that made me go wiki dive uh, cyberpunk. Hmm. the moon i'm like i need to know what's up with the moon <laughs> yeah they do just mention offhandedly yeah it's like a work camp i'm like oh is it or maybe it's actually a, a socialist paradise i don't know <laughs> apparently every uh civilization up there uh, the two major cities or whatever at whatever point in time this was in that timeline uh are completely subterranean okay so them being on the surface that's why it's called a tour they're like mm-hmm. hey come out on the surface of the moon and take the tour because I was scared when it was like, hey, this is a tour of the moon. I'm like, oh, my God, do we not? Is no one up there? <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like, can she, she not the, live there? Does she get the tour and come back? Because that might make this rough ending even rougher, right? <laughs> In which case, I would just take the helmet off. Like, fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Adam says some of the funniest fucking lines in the show. Do you think you're special because you're scrappy? <laughs> Yeah, it's literally something David says earlier on the truck. Can you afford distractions even right now? And it's just like, holy shit, he just shot his ass like immediately out of the gate. It's so good. 
David's final mech form is so funny looking. Yeah. <laughs> like his torso is just sitting there in the middle of a giant robot. Yeah, it's, mean, it's almost Tim Burton-esque. Yeah. It is, it's ridiculous. It's grotesque. It is, absolutely. Just, there, was, there was something about it when divested of the human element uh, of just thinking about the mechanical nature of it and looking at that. It just reminded me of Gurren Lagann, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> or it's just like, yeah, you have like the spindly bits connecting these huge fucking bits. Like, it, it, it reminded me of like somebody wearing like... um. A dr like whatever the big bipedal mech in Warhammer is, I forget their name. Oh, the well, the when you say the big one, there's a few different. E the the one that had the one that has like a, a a desiccated almost corpse inside it. You know, if you hadn't brought it up, I could have told you. <laughs> That's how that works, man. But yeah, when when they find the truck with that device, I was like, how is that going to fit into his body? It's not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cyber skeleton uh, doesn't really convey what that thing is. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was like, is it gonna go inside? Is it gonna replace all of his existing mods? Cyber exoskeleton, uh, big rig. <laughs> God, and then that whole last section where he's like, "I'm gonna go put on the biggest, most brain destroying armor," and Rebecca's is like, "I am not equipped to be the adult here. I need you to stop this." Yep. Yeah. Yep. You feel bad for Rebecca. You do. She didn't deserve any of that. No. I like how even Kiwi is like, what the heck am I doing? Like, <laughs> after betraying them and everything, he's like, I, I, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, it was really, it was really amusing when Kiwi looked at her yep. in hand and said, man, I'm so fucked up. Yes. <laughs> and, and then died. <laughs> she, she followed my least favorite trope in fiction. The first person to tell you to never trust anyone is going to fucking betray you. Yep. What can you do? It, it, it really feeds back into that whole thing of, no, we've made a, a capitalist wasteland. Everyone's uh, doing hustle culture and we'll kill each other for it. Mm -hmm. And they need to make sure that that is as close to the core cast as they can get it. I, I, I liked the new character after the time jump. Who immediately trips a mine and <laughs> yes. her eyes. Oh, Julio. Yes, that, guy, mm. that guy was really good. Oh, he was so dumb. I told him he wasn't ready. He won lesson. It was beautiful when, like, Faraday is on this power trip of, yes, my perfect plan is coming together in Arasaka net security. He's like, can... Just just get him in the building and we'll fucking kill him. Yeah, <laughs> right? They're just like, please. Faraday please. acts like this the smartest man in the world, and yet he screws up so many times. It's like, what is how is he like? Yeah, this, this is, is like by far the least competent Giancarlo Esposito character. Yeah, that's true. No, normally he's the fucking mastermind. Yeah. Because he does, I mean, and, and it reinforces the setting. This is what you don't do when you're a fixer. You do not fuck over your clients. You do not fuck over your runners. Mm -hmm. Like, you are supposed to be the only thing people can kind of count on in this whole economic structure. So when you try to jump ship, you get eaten. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he tried to do it like two ways at once, so he was really screwed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like he did the raptor thing from Jurassic World, but the raptors just ate him. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's like he tried to do it while covered in steaks. 
<laughs> After hitting them both on the nose. And then he's like, no, 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 calm down. Calm down. Oh, man, that fucking dialogue between him and Adam. <laughs> Shut up and do your job, Merc. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, do you do you not see this guy? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was going to say, one of the one of the only elements of this where I, I have to talk about it in a tone less than glowing is uh, something about the vocal quality of Giancarlo's mic and stuff gives him an almost, like, it's, it's production-wise. Sounds so different from every other character, but it reminded me of one thing that made me uncomfortable. Eon Flux. Hmm. Something huh. about his slow delivery and bass but smooth voice mm-hmm. just reminded me so much of Eon Flux. Yeah, there was something about that performance because I didn't even know it was John Carlo. I haven't watched other things with him. I played through all Far Cry 6. It took me till episode 7 to be like, right, that is John Carlo. But <laughs> his voice is so good for that villain character. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, there's just something about it that's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has a huge amount of confidence in himself that is very misplaced as you find out you think he'd call himself nine ball (laughs) (laughs) fucking nine balls over here has three eyes god every like even characters that only have to show up for one episode feel really well done fleshed out like uh johnny kobayashi or is it jimmy kobayashi jimmy kurosaki (laughs) oh my god kurosaki my bad yeah Jimmy Kurosaki he makes the brain dreams. Yeah, he makes the brain dreams of, mm. of people who are dying or whatever. <laughs> or getting fucked. Yes. It's just, they couldn't go one episode without the BD girl scored. No, they couldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, this is in the game, too. Like, it's... Yeah, welcome to the future economy. We sell guns and skin. <laughs> oh. But yeah, you can buy liquor at both places. But yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy's very well executed in this yeah like he's by no means a good character but oh man they he has depths to him like god the scene where he's dying and then like it looks over getting off on it it's like oh wow yeah i guess that is what the world does to you huh <laughs> and he also knew trauma platinum was coming <laughs> which it's that is one of my favorite mechanics in 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 both of those games uh that you can pay money to have basically a SWAT team show up with an ambulance if you... Yeah, that's in, like, the opening of Cyberpunk set of the game, isn't yeah, it? Mm, I, I remember you're like, it's like, you gotta find this person. Trauma's already on the way. <laughs> like, there, you can, like, in, I know in Shadowrun specifically, instead of putting points into abilities or equipment or anything, you can just cash all of your creator character creation points into money. And you can use that money to buy, like, the double platinum dock wagon membership. And if anybody breathes on you wrong, ambulances fall out of the sky and just meat grinder everyone in the area. Yeah, really. It's this parallel with modern society's take on health insurance. Modern society. Uh, American society. I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it's way too real. It's like, oh yeah, there's that ambulance fee that I see on my papers, but this is it taken to the next level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the cops are like, where are you going? Sorry, our guy's dead. We're bugging out. That, that yes. part is so good. Uh, but about Jimmy, real quick, Kurosaki. Yeah. It wasn't that he was getting off on dying, Bob. No. This is a man, his entire career is making brain dreams of people experiencing death. Yes. And he gets a high from people seeing it. So when he looks at David appalled that he's dying that's what he's getting off on 
Oh, that okay. look in David's eye of being repulsed and horrified. He enjoyed that. Which My bad, is yeah. Fucked up. Yeah. What an unhinged son of a bitch. I mean, it makes sense. The first thing he does when he gets fucking David is experiment on him. Yeah, no, he obviously wants David to go psycho so he can that's make the video cool. of it. <laughs> God. God. I was uh, I was actually taken aback when they're like we're edge runners. I'm like, oh, is that a, is that a thing? You know, cyberpunks. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that was a thing in cyberpunk because <laughs> it's a bit on the nose. <laughs> but it's apparently a reference to people who are like into body modification and getting chromed up. Mm-hmm. Cyberware. They are oh, yeah, cyberpunks. I, 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 somebody told me that Edge Runners Incorporated is a source book for the for. 2020 like the original tabletop game huh or i think the original was 2013 2020 came (laughs) later yeah correct yeah 2013 is the original 2020 came later um i i don't think there could be better glowing praise than you know the original creator of cyberpunk when the game came out he's like this is fucking has no idea what my work was about (laughs) fuck this game this is just using it as set dressing and the anime comes out and i guess they watched it a couple weeks before release and he's like this shit's fucking great (laughs) get excited (laughs) i hope this is successful enough for them to be like let's just write a second season right and the good thing is it doesn't have to have any of the same characters I mean, it can't. They're all dead. <laughs> it's so fucking weird that Netflix paid Trigger to make an anime based on a CD Projekt Red game. And it's one of the sickest animes in years. Right? Yeah, I was really glad this didn't like end in one of those, oh, we'll come in, tune in for next season when we'll finish the story. No, this is a fully self-contained thing. <laughs> Which is why it's funny. Every time I see a review from sites like IGN and other places that have to do this sort of thing, mm-hmm. where it's like, uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runner Season One. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, man, this thing ends on a fucking period, and yet you could absolutely do more. Mm-hmm. Isn't that beautiful when you when you have a piece you made that had a story that ended and had an arc, and it was beautiful, but of course more can happen, and you don't, you know, end your thing with a oh, what's going to happen next? Well, we don't know. You gotta you gotta renew this, people who. <laughs> funded us <laughs> viewers you gotta harangue them to renew us <laughs> i was so mad at how many different things i had to click on to find this when i booted up netflix to watch it really i was huh. like why the fuck is this not on the front page yeah that was weird for me maybe because it's you know so mature like it has so much gore and titties remember when that was the point of the internet yes <laughs> yes yes now it's like oh i can't say a swear word or youtube will take my money away you know i was thinking about it and i was like man maybe between all the streaming services crashing the internet will fall like money will fall out of the internet and maybe some reclamation could be had <laughs> but that's optimistic you know there was a brief moment after the uh the episode where Maine dies Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe maybe David's going to take this as an opportunity to de-escalate. <laughs> and no. Next no. episode, he's entirely metallic. Yeah, next episode is like, <laughs> nope. Okay. I, huge. Oof. 
they don't they waste no time he's he starts to show like symptoms that episode i know right mm -hmm. it's like oh my god why is he still going after the symptoms show up it's like he can't stop it's everybody's like wow i'm really surprised you haven't gone crazy and died yet he's like yeah i know that's pretty great put more metal in me it's like isn't that awesome i guess i'm just built different and i'm like oh no He's, he keeps saying that because it's not true. Right. Yeah. You, just, you keep thinking like, kid, you're a moron. What are you doing? But you're also watching it going, yeah. 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 <laughs> this is going to happen. Yeah. I think the most, like I, I said before, that, that Lucy as a character being good was just a flex of skill. Hmm. Uh, her, her design being Kmart Motoko Kusanagi from... Jesus Christ, I'm brain farting. Ghost in the Shell? <laughs> Thank you. I'm oh. like, where did it go? <laughs> See, I got like, I got like Makoto Kusanagi fused with Leophodia from Promare. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, she, she, it's definitely the, the younger, hipper, more internet forward version of that design. <laughs> mm hmm. But just the fact that they, they're like, we're making a cyberpunk anime and we're just going to do that. Mm -hmm. That, that, that was a fucking called shot. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's a very specific outfit. Like you can't, you can't put someone in that and be like, it's not Makoto. Uh -huh. <laughs> that the A line with the, oh my god, the confidence. I mean, who else but Trigger would have the balls? <laughs> exactly. I mean, Adam Smasher basically just looks like Sundowner from Metal Gear Rising. <laughs> he does absolutely. <laughs> By the way, I know you probably don't care. Raish Barchmoss. It is mm. in my notes. Thank you. <laughs> I just had to find how I spelt it. That is such a cool part of that setting. We're like, yeah, he took down the old internet, so we just kind of <laughs> walled that shit off. Right, and now it's just infested with rogue AIs. Yeah, like, rogue Lord. AIs that eat children, literally. I'm like, this fucking rules. <laughs> hey, guys, we found a data cache. There might be... Oh, my God! <laughs> so fucking good. At this point... I have virtually nothing left to say for the reason of everything in this is really great. It's different scales of great. And I could just be talking about it nonstop. I think one of the last things I have to point at and say anything about is, man, that soundtrack sure was headed up by Akira Yamaoka. <laughs> Intro song by uh, Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> Outro song completely original. The, the ending song's great. I actually really like that. Also, a, a great use of a Franz Ferdinand song. The soundtrack's neat. It is Akira Yamaoka core, but that, that's basically it. Everything in this is very insanely expertly executed. Mm -hmm. So I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, no, like the, the next step is to boot up episode one and just go through it scene by scene. <laughs> Here's our commentary track. We're going to break down how great every moment is. It's, it's, it's fucking trigger on their A game. That's what it is. This is S plus tier. <laughs> I love so much trigger stuff. And this is, this is the peak to me. Mm. This is the absolute peak in my opinion. Good Lord. I did not come in expecting that. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take a page out of the books of uh, Spoiler Casting Review and start mixing all of our show formats together <laughs> like it's a zoo. Uh, good summary review and a score out of 10. <laughs> oh. oh, I see. Added a lot more math. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty cyberpunk. Uh, 
chroming up this podcast. <laughs> uh, we're wait, wait. If I give it a high score, will I lose my sanity? Uh, you're going to have to roll for that. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Okay, knows? now you guys are doing chaosium. Let's keep this straight here. <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and start with Bob. Bob, say words and number <laughs> out of 10. This is really stellar. Genuinely amazing. I will probably never watch it again because it is hyper depressing. <laughs> like it's. Oh yeah, it sure is. It goes in the same box as Devil Man Cry Baby. Oh my god, I'm so glad you made this. Shoves it aside. <laughs> god, it it's not that bad. Thank God. Wait, I don't think I could. I don't think I could make it through a ten episode Devil Man Cry Baby. Oh god, that wasn't ten episodes. It felt like it was it. six. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, it's not quite there. <laughs> it's still really bad, though, and it feels more real because of all of the health insurance stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to give this a 10 and just be like, okay, I don't need to see it again, though. <laughs> You're not going to refresh yourself in case they do a season two? No. <laughs> okay, next we'll go to Chris Wolfart. Uh, this is really great in every way that matters. 10. Dr. Agro, this is the kind of work that elevates its medium. This is one of those things you can point to for the rest of time when someone goes, I don't know, is it an anime? Watch this, motherfucker. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> this anime is so great. We made it all the way to the end. And not once did anyone bring up the absolutely amazing moment where his schoolmate starts going wa ta 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 while punching insanely fast with the mods. <laughs> that was absolutely peak hilarity. But seriously, though, this is absolutely incredible. This is peak anime. If you had eight anime seasons or movies in your collection, sweet God, does this need to be one of them? It sits so high up the chain. The 10 out of 10. Obviously. Fucking incredible. Oh, hey, it was all tense. Who could have seen that coming? Whoa. Oh, oh. Well, uh, we said a number out loud. That means the podcast gets to end. Nova. <laughs>